This is Living Proof Radio, May 2024. All of our full episodes are available on our Patreon with weekly drops, a Patreon-only radio show, and Living Proof magazine delivered to your house every issue, as well as our entire members-only library backlog. Patreon.com slash York. We're live. Let's fucking go. <laughs> What's up, bro? What's up, man? I'm hyped to hear. I'm so happy. Yo, to be thanks here. for coming down, bro. Yeah, so just real quick, I'm gonna just get it started by saying I've been friends with Curtis for a minute. Um, I met him in high school because we both skated, and then a bunch of stuff happened in between. He ended up touring with Little Yachty. He ended up filming for people like ASAP Rocky. Was that Schwale, Wale? Fucking, was, was, no, never Wale. There's a list of people, though. There's a good list. Okay, uh, yeah, there's a there's a ton of people. What's his face? Post Malone? Post Malone. He was, did a post tour. Yeah, that show was pretty crazy. Yeah, he was just on the whatever podcast. Oh, the Joe Rogan yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Seen that. Um, he's a master of DIY. You're like a master. You're a master of DIY. I'd say yeah, DIY and just fucking gorilla. Yeah, just do it however the fuck you want. Yeah. So I'm gonna get. Uh, where are you from? From the dirty Worcester <laughs> fucking zoo, you know it, Worcester, Massachusetts. Yeah, and it's not common that people come out of Worcester and do what you've done. It's not. It's really, it's really just like a, a perspective, you know. It's uh-huh. like when you're, when you're there, you only know what's there. So it's like you're just gonna do what everyone else that does that's there. So yeah, it's like, you can't really expect many people to want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, do what to. Go beyond. Yeah. Go beyond what? Go beyond of like whatever you were referring to in the first question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I want you to say it. I, I guess, I don't know. It just depends like... Whatever. Well, that made me say, so you haven't... The last time you worked a nine to five, any type of regular job that yeah. wasn't just completely self-employment doing what you want mm-hmm. was what, Probably, like 10 yeah. years ago? It sounds scary to say like that because I'm only fucking 22, but... yeah. Like, nah, it's probably like eight or something. Eight years ago or something like, like that? When I was like 15 or 16. Yeah, and since, when did you decide that, since you, okay, so you started filming music videos mm-hmm. for people in our city, they were just like gang bangers and Man. just like, you were just it's, filming music videos for all of them, and, and you knew you wanted it to become like a job eventually, right? Yeah, I feel like it's, it started out more just as fun, just like, you know, filming, skating yeah. and shit. Yeah. And, uh... I feel like, honestly, you really kind of inspired me to start filming a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Just, like, f- f- watching your, your YouTube and shit back in the day. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And then this kid was a fucking senior in high school when I was a freshman. So I remember just, like, seeing the shit on YouTube and being like, yo, this kid goes to my school. Yeah. Like, that shit's crazy. So I remember I'd see you guys filming, and I was like, oh, this is fire. And then I'd be like, yo, can I use your camera? Mm-hmm. He'd be like, no. And I was like, all right, fuck <laughs> it. Like, I guess I'm going to go get my own shit or something. Yeah. So. I started filming skating and then the the music video shit happened just from like some kids that skated that also rapped. They were like, yo, like Wells, yeah, yeah. he was like, yo, bro, like you should try doing a music video. And then once I kind of f- realized I could do it, I was like, okay, I, I got just got to get better. Mm-hmm. Like after, you know, it's just like anything. If you just can do it the first time or just do it at all. Yeah. A little by little it, crawling yeah, your way. 100%. You were doing uh, like starting to record videos while you were still working a nine to five? Uh, I mean, I was in fucking, like, I was, like, a sophomore. Yeah. So, like, I started doing videos, like, for money around, like, freshman, sophomore mm-hmm. year. So, like, I was already starting to realize, like, okay, I'm making more money than, like, yeah. people I know with a job. So, like, 
this is definitely kind of lit in yeah. some way, you know? What were, you, what were your goals, like, when you first started? Did you think, like, you were going to fucking link up with Post Malone and all these people? Nah, the hell, I mean, in a way, yes. But I couldn't, obviously, say it at, at the time yeah. what it would be. Like, I knew. Because nobody really believed in you. Yeah. No, not at all. Because the thing is, you can't. Like, you know, I'm just a fucking mm-hmm. other statistic from where I'm from. So mm-hmm. it's like, until you figure out even how to b- break that. It's like, how can I get people to see me different, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that's the first step. I forgot the question, but yeah. Yeah, and then you so you started filming all these just music videos. When did it slowly be, start becoming more serious where you were like, all right, I'm getting actual money for this? Um, Was it I, before or after Yachty? No, nah, way before, in high school still. Okay. I remember I started, I shot my first wedding video in high school, and I got paid like 2500 I was like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> like For just one afternoon. Yeah, and I, it, that was before, like, you know how now we think of money and, like, we're, like, older, like, think of, like, thousands, and, like, mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. we'd have, like, a 20, we'd be, like, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was the first time I was still thinking about, like, 200, 300 dollars. Yeah. yeah, and someone's, like, all right, I'll give you, like, 2,500. I'm, like, what the fuck? All right, yeah. So, it kind of just shifted my perspective on money and, like, what money could do, and at that time, you have no responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So, all you do is spend money on fun shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like I kind of just got locked into that like mm-hmm. lifestyle of just having fun every single day. But when you were younger, your mom, she was, I remember she kept super strict tabs on you. Mm-hmm. You weren't allowed to go even skate that much. You weren't around that often. Do you think that caused you to just be like, once you broke free, like, bah, I'm getting 1998 tattooed on my, on my hand. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? I, I think so in a way. Like she was, she was, she was interesting about it, how she did it. Like, she was a really good mom in the sense of, like, she let me do shit, but she didn't let me do a lot of shit, too. Where, like, I don't know. She, it, it, it never made sense to me. I still don't really understand it. But, like, there were some things, like, she wouldn't let me go skate downtown. But if I wanted to, like, go to my aunt's house, she would let me skate, like, three miles mm-hmm. to another city. I'm like, where's... To me, it was always, like, what's the logic? I would ask her, like... And I'm, like, 12. Like, mom, please explain, like... Mm-hmm. I'd print out a map and be like, this is way longer. I don't get it. And so, like, there was always that thing in me where I'd have to finesse away, like, how to let my mom let me do this shit. And I think that's where the first type of, like, finessing began was just, like, I need to fucking figure out Mm -hmm. how my mom's going to let me do this shit. Like, no matter what it was, it was always an issue or, like... I always had to prove I was going to be here at yeah, this time. I remember. Yeah, yeah, you definitely remember that yeah. shit. So then you started filming the music videos, and then from there, like, go break, break down the steps of when you... Because I feel like the breaking point was when you snuck into that, that mm-hmm. show, and then you... So, yeah, so I'm doing, I'm doing like, videos all throughout high school, okay. just kind of fucking around. And then uh, I had went to this ASAP Ferg and Tory Lanez concert, and I think... It was my senior year, and I was, like, just about to graduate. And I was standing in line. Excuse me. I was standing in line, and I saw one of my friends, and he had his camera, and he just skipped the entire line. And I was just like, oh, shit, like, what's this kid doing? And then I asked him, I'm like, yo, are you sneaking in or something? And he was like, no, nah, I'm shooting photos. Like, you're allowed to shoot photos if you send them, a, a, like, a little email with your photography work. They'll come let you do some shit for free. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of fire. So basically i was just i hit him up the next week i was like yo uh you think if uh maybe i throw you some bread or something i could like use some of your photos to like send emails to these guys to like try to because i've never shot photos of that before and they don't want to see some like wedding photos at a concert like yeah so he was like yeah sure don't even worry about the bread so he sent me a bunch of photos shout out my homie greg he's a fucking go for that 
uh, he he sent me a bunch of photos, and shout out my homie Dan. He's a go for that. I don't remember his name, so I'm gonna let you know which one it is. Okay. And we're gonna cut that one. In. I think it's Greg. Um, but uh, so he sent me the photos. I sent my email, and they were like, uh, it was a little Yachty show. And so I had to hit up this girl, Cody Shane's manager, and she was a part of Yachty's team at the time. He had this thing called the sailing team, and it was like him and like a bunch of his friends that he signed and shit. So I hit up her her manager and was like, hey, look, I'm trying to come to the show tonight. I see you're in Boston. Like, let me shoot some photos. I sent her the photos. She was like, hell yeah, like for sure. I'm like, okay, that was fucking easy. And I was like, let me just hit up a couple more people just in case that doesn't work. So I hit up uh, this artist named K-Supreme. He was on the sailing team. Uh, this kid, BU. This kid, K the Yacht. I think there might have been one more. And I just told him, hey, look, if you guys want to shoot a music video or something later after the show, I'm totally down. I'll do it for free. And just something quick, right? Yeah. So anyways, that night, I go to the show, and there's two shows that night. Is that there's a, uh, It was like a 7 o'clock show, and then I think maybe a 10 o'clock show because it was a super small venue. Yachty wasn't really that big at the time. So... I drive down to Boston, and I'm texting this girl, like, hey, look, I'm, I'm outside. Like, where do I pick up the tickets or the pass? I, I have no idea, you know? Yeah. So she's not responding. She's, like, leaving me on red. I'm like, fuck. Like, I, I want to figure this shit out, though, you know? And so as I'm walking up to the venue texting her, I see the sailing team, like, hop out of the Sprinter van and just go right in. And I saw one of the kids I was talking to, BU. I was like, yo, BU, what's good, bro? And he was like, oh, what's good? And I kind of just, like, walked in with him, you know, just talking, chopping it up, like, yeah, I can't find this lady. And then I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, the venue people think I'm with them. Mm -hmm. They think I'm with the venue people. Like, no one really gives a fuck. Did you have a camera? Yeah, and I'm just walking. So I'm like, all right, bet, I'm in. So then, like, before you know it, I'm inside. I'm like, oh, bet. Now it's, like, a whole other level, you know? Yeah. And everyone, like, that's inside is supposed to be there at that time. There's no fans. So it's like, I'm an official guy. So I kind of just made the illusion of, like, Yachty's people thought I would work with the venue. The venue thought I was with them. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of good for the whole night. So that's how I got into that show. You want me to keep going with the story? Yeah, yeah. And then you, right, were, you were shooting music. Oh, you were shooting uh, whatever. Yeah, so I, uh, I, I just started shooting a whole video. I was like, let me just get some fire before shit. Before this, you had not done anything like that? And before this, I had only shot one concert. Okay. And it was uh, for Joyner Lucas. And okay. he's from Worcester. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm, I'm like, let me just do something that's like hasn't been done before. Like, and I think I was so new to the concert game. I was like really into music videos, mm -hmm. so I was trying to do these like cool transitions to where they were like seamless. And like now they have like a lot of plugins that it does it automatically. But mm -hmm. before, excuse me, you had to like really like do it physically with the camera. You know, kind of yeah. like film where you had to cut it mm -hmm. and paste it together and shit. Um, so I'm shooting this this thing, and then I I'm like trying to get really creative. So I'm like passing by like Yachty's dressing room like getting a shot of him and then like going by like, like six or seven times like trying to get it right <laughs> yeah and then I'm like all right fuck like they're definitely starting to be like who the fuck is this kid and I don't blame him at all but I was like you know let me just get as much as I can so I go back out in the crowd I'm shooting and then uh I wanted to get some stuff in Yachty's dressing room of just him so I like I went in the dressing room meanwhile like, you don't know any of them meanwhile no and I don't even really know how this industry works or like the do's and don'ts of this shit. I'm just so kind of pretty much just snuck in into a show. You have your camera on you, and you're just filming a bunch of famous people. Without yeah, I'm just like making this whole thing like from scratch. Yeah, just like all right, bet this is what I'm gonna do with it. And no, until someone was like, "Hey, you can't do that shit." 
And that night, not many people told me that. So I went in Yadi's dressing room and I, I got a, I put my, my camera up and I was like, hey, bro, let me ask you some questions. You went um, in his dressing room? In his dressing room, yeah. And he was just sitting there. I think Coach but K might have been you walk in and knock on the door? Like, no, nah, I just literally walked in. Because I'm not, I'm not even like realizing. I think like the whole backstage is like one big ass party, you know, yeah. and he's just sitting over here. And it was like the room with all the snacks. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get some snacks too. <laughs> it was like his fucking dressing room. And so like I'm just sitting there like, like trying to be casual. And he's just clearly like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. if I never experienced that shit. So I'm like, yo, what would you say to, mind you, at the time I'm filming for my documentary too. Yeah. We can talk about that after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so I'm asking him like, hey, what, what's some advice you would give to some kids that like, you know, are trying to make it out, but they just don't know what to do? And he was like, I don't know, like, shit, just be creative. And I was like, okay. He's not really fucking with me. Like, all right, like, I'm not going to just waste my time here. Mm-hmm. So I asked him one more question. And uh, he just said, like, oh, one word. I was like, all right, fuck this shit. So I, I left, and then uh, <laughs> and then I, I'm walking around. And then he finally, like, asked his manager, like, yo, who is this kid? Like, he keeps talking to me and shit. Yeah. And so then uh, someone had come up to me. I think it was Coach K. And they were just like, hey, man, what's, who are you? Like, what are you doing? And I just kind of had to, I was like, oh, I work with the venue. Like, and then I didn't really know whose side he was on and shit. So I, I think I flopped. And he was like, yeah, you got to get out of here, bro. Like, you can't be doing all that shit. And uh, in my head, I'm just like, all right, let me just be honest. Like, always finesse. And then when it gets to the point of, like, you know, crunch time, just be honest with him. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, look, I'm just really trying to make the most fire video, like, you guys have ever seen. Like, I don't even do this shit. I do some whole other shit. But if you guys are down to just let me, like, show you what I got, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were like, all right, cool. Like, really? yeah, he was like, if just just don't go in there again. <laughs> like, just <laughs> stay on the stage or something <laughs> like that. So they uh, they got me a pass. And then I was like, all right, this for sure is so like. you were on stage of a little audio show. So I was backstage. And he was like, look, just don't come back here. Just go in the crowd and the stage and all that shit. Okay. So then I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm, like, on stage with Lil Yachty, like, you know? And and at that point in time, bro, it's just, like... You drove out there alone? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, I went with my, my ex at the time. Yeah. Um, and my bro, Meezy, met me out there, and he's, okay. he snuck in, too. Um, so uh, I think my ex ended up buying a ticket, and she just got in, and then Meezy snuck in, too. And that was my best friend, still is... Uh, that's I got his clothing brand tatted on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he just told, he brought a bunch of his clothes from his clothing brand and told them like, yo, I'm with, uh, I'm Yachty Stylist. Like he has to change for the second show. Like he's going to be pissed. Just like watch out and just finesse it, you know? Yeah. So he's in, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? So it's just like a sick ass night. And I'm just like, damn, like this has never happened to me before. And uh, I just shoot the video. And then after the first show, I'm like, all right, let me get the fuck out of here. And uh, before I left, I just got everyone's email. Like, yo, let me get your email, your email, your number, whatever. I rushed home, and then it was like a 45-minute drive. We got there in like 30. And then I, I just start editing every single video. A video for Cody, a video for Yachty, K-Supreme, like everyone. And uh, <laughs> I try to fucking do <laughs> that. I start editing all these videos. And I, I get, like, my laptop, my iPad, like, my phone. And I'm like, I'm going to send all these videos to them at the same exact time. Like, like try to creep them out a little bit. I'm like, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And uh, so I just waited till the second show was over. And I know, okay, it's probably going to take them an hour to clean up, whatever. Then they're going to have to drive to either the hotel or the airport. So I was like, whenever they're in the car, that's when I'm going to fucking do it. So I was just waiting. 
and this is when like it was a snapchat era so everyone was like posting on snapchat crazy so i i saw they posted a snapchat from like the uh the sprinter of like the fans and shits on like bet so i just send like eight videos to everyone mm-hmm. and at the end of the videos uh they have my instagram name and so i made like a f- crazy fire one for yadi with all those like little transitions and shit and i posted that one on my instagram and I was like, I know, like, because everyone's going to get a video Someone's and not him. Yeah, he's going to be like, damn, is there one for me, too? Like, mm-hmm. and that's on my gram. So uh, I just posted it, sent all the videos out. And within, like, 10 minutes, he DM'd me. He was like, bro, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> like, insane. yo, like, like uh, I think he was like, yo, I love your work. Uh, who's, and I was like, yeah, bro, like, we got the same vision, bro. Like, trust me, like, I'm trying to do this shit if you're with it. And he was just like, yo, I'm about to text you. Like, what's your number? And uh, he FaceTimed me. And I was just like, I remember just being like, like 15 minutes before that, I was just like, damn, like, this is kind of crazy. And then like 15 minutes later, I'm on FaceTime with this thing. And I'm like, damn, like, <laughs> like the perspective, like just in that 15 minutes, if yeah, you yeah, just yeah. like take the, the thought process of like, damn, could this ever work? And like, damn, this actually worked and sealed that in a bottle. And like, that's kind of what I'm trying to do with the night approval is like sell that little 15 minutes of like, could this happen? Holy shit, it happened, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyways, like, I, f- I feel like that moment did a lot for me. It, it really kind of was just like the the battery in my back of like, okay. And from that moment, how long until you were in a tour van with these bastards? Uh, so he was like, all right, this is, this is where it gets a little crazy. He was like, yo, my birthday's tomorrow. Like, you trying to come to Atlanta and film my birthday party? And I was like, I mean, yeah, sure, fuck it. So I don't even think I went to sleep that night. I think I just like... I don't even know, like charged all my shit, got all my shit ready. And the next day I went to the airport and uh, I went to Atlanta and then I went to his crib and shit. And that shit was even crazy. It was just a, it was like a, just a, a week of just living in a cartoon, you know? Yeah. And just like going from like being a broke ass fucking kid in Worcester, Massachusetts yeah. that has no shot of doing anything to like, holy shit, I have a shot of like, yeah, you know? something it was all just because you you went for it yeah so many just like a fucking like a thought that i was like this would be sick I'm like gonna do it it's kind of crazy but let me try it anyways mm-hmm. i have like my other life is pretty whack yeah it's worth giving up that's crazy especially like you said uh in high school when you were filming those skate videos you said that ever since you did that you had the confidence you knew that you were gonna get out but you didn't want to tell nobody because they mm-hmm. weren't gonna believe you yeah but like would you say, like, you had the willpower from the beginning to know that, like, fuck it, yo, I'm yeah. going to make something out of this? Because uh, uh-huh. I've been to fucking Worcester, Massachusetts. Like, a lot of people don't know that place. But, yo, I would want to get the fuck out of there, too. <laughs> that place is fucking depressing, yo. I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. And the thing is, with, like, a lot of New Yorkers is, like, they, they cut ass on people out of town. They think they're, like, some yuppies. Like, they, mm-hmm. got, they got it nice. And, like, br- like, New York is, you know, shitty and grimy. But, yo, <laughs> I went to Worcester. Bro, that place is not even, like... It's fucking depressing. Bro. Yeah, like, I'm bro, not even really like cutting is, ass. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's just how it is. <laughs> and bro, like hearing this story, bro, I'm fucking. I feel like that's yeah, good bro. motivation, you know. Like, nah, bro, it is, man. Like it's for me. It was just like I always kind of have like been like this, and it's always been just like I feel like what honestly happens is like you know I'm someone who's happy and just like try to be positive, and then you're in a place like that, yeah. and it's like you try to like put that out, and you just get shit on, mm-hmm. and you're like fuck like is this even you can't even be happy after that so because i think people in worcester growing up they did not believe in you at all yeah no nah, like, not regular disbelief i'm talking like <laughs> severe yeah. on some like 
I want to slap you for saying that. <laughs> Tell me not. Is nah, not facts, because it was on Someone some would just like, get in his face. Yeah, no, for real. Like, on some zero belief. Yeah. Zero. It, so but you also have to think, though, bro, like, look it's like history repeats itself you know like you have all these like people that say like yeah i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and mm. don't do anything yeah. and then you have me that looks exactly like them and it's like yeah i'm gonna do this yeah <laughs> what the fuck is the point of them believing yeah. me this time you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like that's kind of how i've always looked at it though and i think that's what helped me is like a lot of people are just out there like yo i can be someone and they're waiting for someone to be like yeah you can and then they start like that's the meaning of denied approval like do not wait for anyone's approval to like just at least start the shit go mm -hmm. for it you know because me i was just realistic i was like okay no one believes this shit like no one's gonna believe it i'm really gonna have to put this in these motherfuckers face for them to like even hear me out and like see the perspective i'm trying to push yeah and i feel like even now it's just now being seen like oh shit like mm -hmm. Wow, That's he has some shit to say. Yeah, and through your through your self belief, it's made you pursue all these things, these ideas that you make into a reality. And because of that, you have had your own crib in Atlanta. You've had your own crib in LA. You've had you've traveled the world. You've literally traveled the world. You've traveled the country, and you've been self supportive, not working a regular job, doing legitimately what you like. When I when I think of you, I think of somebody who seriously refuses to do something they don't enjoy. Yeah. You're always doing something you like. Yeah. You're always chilling because you're doing something you like. 100%. That's what it should be. And it's because of your self-belief in yourself. But, it, but it, you know, okay, so this is where I get confused, right? Like, we see it as self-belief, but what if that's just, like, how it should be? It should be like that. Like, we should all just be yes. trained to, like, think, like... We spend the first fucking 20 years of our life learning about nonsense. Yes. And then by 21, we got to figure out who we are. Like, mm -hmm. we should have been known who we are, like our strengths, weaknesses, yeah. you know what I mean? And then like, okay, figure out how I can, what I can do in this world based yeah. on who I am, you know? A lot of people, if for example, most, most parents, for example, if they see their 15-year-old, 14-year-old filming with a video camera, they're going to say, that's cool, it's a hobby, now school is what you yeah. really got to do. Yeah, yeah. So you got to figure out what you like, but you already know what you like. That what you like might be a video camera. Then they say, nah, 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 nah. Matter of fact, if you actually don't do good in this thing you don't like, which may be school, mm -hmm. let's just say it's school, then we'll actually take away what you like. And then when you don't show any um, success in that thing you don't like, they're like, what, are you lazy? And it's like, <laughs> no, I don't fucking like it. Yeah, like, yeah. It's literally right there in front of you. And yeah. I, I think my thing isn't even like, it's it's not even that I don't want to do anything I don't like. I don't mm -hmm. want to do anything that, like, how how would I say it? Like, I can't let a teacher tell me, like, how to live my life if their life is shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry. Like, you can teach me math, but that's it. Yeah. You know? And so, like, looking at a lot of the people that were the people supposed to be guiding me, and I'm like, look, like, so far, it looks like you're just guiding me to be exactly who you are, mm -hmm. you know? And, like, even the best people around me, I'm like, I love you, but that's not what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I got a little more juice in me to fucking, 100%. you know, figure this. And now with the internet, it's like, mm -hmm. there's no reason to not, like, try every day for the next 10 years. Like, this could be, this is the first 10, 20 years of, like, something that's yeah. changed the world forever. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the time to tap in and really, like... You know, take advantage. you've done a lot of breaking of uh, people's opinions and what they thought is possible and what you can and can't do. Honestly. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. Because that's the whole point. Because most people like, OK, so you were doing the video stuff. You started you went on tour. When did you go on tour with uh, Yachty and how was that? So basically you're living I, in a van. 
and then probably a month before you were just <clears throat> in Worcester doing nothing. So yeah, so basically I fucking uh how the tour the tour start. Um so alright, I did that birthday party thing with Yachty. Yeah. That shit was pretty crazy. Um and I remember this specific it was it was like one of the first days that uh Frank Ocean dropped his album, the blonde album. Okay. And uh I remember just going to Yachty's crib and he was playing it and it was the first time I heard it. I was like, yo, what the fuck music is this? And like, it was this long ass hallway and I remember just going to his crib and like, that whole experience was really crazy to me. Like, it's not that cool of a story, but it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that tour and I stayed at his house for a couple, or that birthday party. Let me say that again. So we did that birthday party and then um, I stayed at his house for a couple days and I think within like a month, uh, I ended up back on tour with him. I went home back to Worcester after the birthday. Just started kind of like packing my shit. I, I kind of knew he wanted to do some shit. And uh, packed up my shit, started selling everything. And then it was just kind of waiting. And then he was like, yo, you ready? I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So I went on tour. Uh, I think it was You don't really know any of these people before this. Nah, yeah. I, like I know that. I'm of the internet. Like, And you're going to be living with them in a little room in a van. Yeah, a little fucking tour bus. So How, that, how was the room? The tour bus? The, the room where you sleep. Oh, no. So it's not a room. Yeah, it's not. It's That's not a room. Saying. No, no, no. It's All right. So the tour bus is exactly it's as wide a cot. You as sleep this. in a cot. Yeah. It's exactly as wide as this wall to that wall. Right? Okay. And like from that side of the table will be like a bunk and there'll be three. Like one, two, three. And you're Then this, this is a walking space and then there'll be one, two, three here. Yeah. So basically you're fucking tucked away. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. So it's fucking uh, three and then three. Yeah. And then three and three. So when you lay down, where's the ceiling? Uh, probably like. If I was like like this on my yeah, phone, yeah. probably be right here. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. So like you can't like when you want to plug your phone charger in, you can't because the the plugs at the where your feet are. You gotta say like. So you have to like crunch down <laughs> and like crunch all the way down to do a ball and plug that yeah, shit in. Okay. It's pretty ass, but yeah, it's fun though. Like it's a it's cool because it's a different experience mm. every time. Like if you sleep on like maybe like the back bottom. You get like the bump of like the back of the bus, yeah. and you're also getting like the hum of the engine. You know what I mean? Whether if you sleep on the top front, you sway more because you're taller. You're mm-hmm. up higher. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like it's kind of trippy. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, but it's, it's it's a cool experience. So that was one of your experiences of living in a in a van. But you've legitimately lived in a van and actually in like an like a sedan car yeah, for I'm what three months straight. Well, so, all right, the, fir- the first vehicle that I lived in by choice <laughs> uh, was my school bus. I okay. bought a 19, I think, 83. Uh, fuck. I don't even remember the, t- the make of it. Uh, or like a Ford or some shit. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I-, I could remember if I thought about it, but I bought an old-ass school bus, bro. Um, it was a New York corrections bus from, like, the 80s. And I bought it off Craigslist. There was this dude selling it for, like, 20000 and I had this, like, really crazy fucking uh, proposal that I made, trying to get some, like, bread for people to, like, help me with this project I was trying to do. Um, so I sent him the proposal, and he was like, look, bro, I'm down to give it to you for 10000 like, but no lower, like, and I need cash. Like, so I was like, fuck it. So I literally, like, bro, I shot fucking, like, 45 music videos in, like, a 30-day period, and, like, all the homies were helping get him bread, like, we're just cash up in each other, like 13, 15, 16, like trying to just get all the money for the bus. And we drove to New York and uh, picked up the bus, cashed him out, signed a little fucking bill of sale. 
and then he drove away and then i was sitting there in a school bus like oh shit like wait so what, what were your thoughts of before buying this bus what was it for what were your goals with it so uh like i said i, I have a documentary that's mm-hmm. coming out pretty soon okay. and it's called the rare and it's basically the documents kind of we were talking about the whole journey of like originally it was supposed to be the journey of like me and all my friends from the city uh like following our dream and like getting out of worcester you know and then just like on the journey of it like a lot of people like just kind of went in separate ways than like when we started you know it was never like any bad energy energy but it was more just like the plan changed you know we were kind of younger when we set that shit up i was 17 um so we never like stayed together really but we did do this fire fucking tour across america in the school bus in the school bus yeah so we moved we went from worcester to la and we were supposed to go worcester to la and back so you and, and a bunch of people in a school bus that you rented yeah and, and you that i bought it out right that i bought you bought you bought, bought. You, you pimped it out right ownership was key <laughs> but go ahead you pimped it out yeah so we fucking it was already kind of pimped out he, the oh, dude really? uh his house like had a should i wait not okay sure. Um, his house had a like a hurricane or some shit. Got hit by a hurricane, and he had to live in this like van or the school bus for a while. So he took all the seats out. He made like a little house for his family. Had like a stove and shit. It was pretty cool. And then uh, we bought it from him, and we just kind of took out shit we didn't need and put in the rest of the shit, and just like bought a bunch of couches and like stacked them up and shit. Like it was pretty crazy. Excuse me. Um, Sounds like somewhere I would want to live right now. Yeah, bro. It was fun of my friends. It, it was zero it was, rent. We had we had thirty days to build the bus before we left. Like it was so insane those thirty days, and it was winter. It was uh we bought the bus I think November, uh, or maybe December, and then we left in like January. So we had like thirty days or maybe forty days to just like every day out in the winter, bro, in the fucking cold. And uh, mind you, the bus is diesel, so like I would have to fill up like hundred and fifty dollars a day just to keep the bus like running to like work on it all day Mm -hmm. so it was like costing me like a lot of our bread that i had saved up and shit for the trip to like just get it there yeah so like that shit was a process but that that trip was fucking amazing bro so then wait okay wait so you got the van but you what i wanted to talk about was it's not like it's been all glamorous you've had periods where you like like i said you lived in a sedan yeah yeah so that was kind of the fun part so the first one was the school bus the second vehicle that I lived in was a a yellow van. It was a, I don't even remember the, the name of that one. That was I think that was like a 1980 exactly. Uh, yeah, 1980 van. It was like this old uh, band, like tour band yeah, yeah. shit. And uh, we bought it from this old Mexican dude that was like about to die, and he was like just wanted to get rid of it for like a thousand bucks. So we bought it on offer up. Uh, me and my homie Sego, and we we're like, yo, let's just start living in it in L.A. And, uh, yeah, that shit was a whole crazy, that was like the, that was the real like low of like, that was the, one of the, not the first low, but like the first, like, do I want to do this shit? You know what I mean? Like I knew I was out there to do it, but it was the first time I was like, fuck. Where would you shower? Um, so I think at that point it was my second time living in a car. So I kind of figured it out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I kind of, uh, like would go to like planet fitnesses and like just the ymcas a lot we'd we'd go to like the koreatown one where like it was it's literally all asian people and you just see like me and sego just walking in like trying to be like mad like (laughs) non-suspicious but we're just like walking around trying to sneak in the shower and shit okay and uh, you wouldn't even have a membership you just kind of no no yeah we're just like yeah because it was just like 
they just didn't give a fuck. They were just doing their own thing. Yeah. What about uh, like like cooking and stuff? Were you just straight hot pocketed out? Honestly, bro, we were just stealing a lot of food. We were just fucking like, like, Seven Eleven it up, like, doing whatever we could. Like, we didn't like doing that shit, but bro, when you're hungry and you dead ass can't figure it out, yeah, you don't know what to do, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So like, we would always try to just like make something shake. Like, there was this uh, no, I don't even want to say that. That's yeah, hilarious. Don't, don't <laughs> <laughs> no, but um. You know what? You know what's crazy is that my my question is how do you go from? Because I remember you were charging like a thousand, two thousands per music video, mm-hmm. and you'd be able to line up ten in a week if you felt like it. Mm-hmm. How do you go from that? You could just make ten k at your disposal uh, to living in a in a sedan, sneaking into Koreatown YMCA's to shower. Like what? I, what happened? I guess because it's like I like to really think a lot and really like process everything, and I guess it was like. So, I when I bought the van, it was after the Post Malone tour. So, I got off tour at Post Malone, and I was just like... I was actually on tour with this kid, Paris, mm-hmm. and he was opening up for Post Malone. And so, he was kind of, like, co-signing him and trying to, like, bring him on. And uh, so, just that experience of, like, kind of really seeing what it's like to be at the top. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just... Re- I Part of me really fucked with it, and part of me hated it because it was like, I'm only here because of this person. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think I really got to understand that. And it wasn't a bad thing, you know? But I was just like, it showed me like, okay, this is definitely something I don't want to do. Like, I don't want to ever be known for someone else's shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, for that or for... Like, I want to really have my own thing that people are like... Because people will be like, yo, you're fire. You know, he's po- he's this person's person. And I'm just like, no, I'm not, nigga. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you know. So, and I, I just hated that resistance that I have with myself, mm-hmm. of like, do I? No, you know what I mean. So yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, fuck that, bro. Like, I know it's I obviously have figured it out, and you know, in a matter of two, three years, I figured it out how to get to the top of this shit. What's to say if I just stop doing this shit, try something else, you know, and just start from scratch? And I was like, and I'm gonna film it this time. Like, I'm gonna document every single process of like, like. That's the first thing we bought a van, you know what I mean? And just we're living in a van, like, with no, not even a blanket, bro. Like, zero dollars, nothing. And it's like, everything I've gotten from this point has just been from working. Mm-hmm. Like, no handouts, no nothing yeah, at all. I really respect that because, like you said, um, I feel like a lot of people that associate with, like, big celebrities like that, they're like, holy shit, like, that's it, I'm set, I don't have to do anything else. They don't think about, like, mm-hmm. why would I drift off, this is comfortable, this is what I, mm-hmm. this is mad cool, you know? But, like, you know, I really respect that you were, like, feeling something different and you felt you wanted your own limelight, you know, and you, bro, I can't wait to watch this documentary, honestly. Like, Hell yeah, <laughs> bro, I, I'll show you the trailer after. Yeah. That, <laughs> but, yeah, I, th- I think that just, like, it, and it was so fun, that's the thing, like, you would get to do all this shit that was, like, holy fuck like and it's like it's like you know once you're exposed to something you know about it you can't you know it's like if if you've been colorblind your whole life you probably don't give a fuck that mm-hmm. like what shirt you're wearing but like when that shit's turned back on you're like nigga no like i need the the this color like yeah and when you when you get to do all those cool ass things bro and just have those like feelings you've never mm-hmm. felt and like moments you like yeah. you, like there's moments of i'm like damn i really just made this person that happy by doing something that is like so simple mm-hmm. you're like that's fire as fuck and then you just gotta f- to break it down okay well how did he do it how does this okay how can i do it mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean you've always been a uh like a, like i said do it yourself or like go get it kind of person like i mm-hmm. remember 
when we were in high school, you did something with the local skate shop, and then you went to Africa and set up like a skate camp for a bunch of little children, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you took a photo like squad deep. Yeah, that's and it. you just do that out of, out of the blue, literally yeah. out of the blue. Like you're like, this would be cool. I think I'll do it now. <laughs> and then like you know what I mean? People, yeah, regular yeah. people don't do that. Yeah. People have some ideas, but it's a it's like a risk. It, it's a, a risk to put in all this money to one thing, and then what if it doesn't work? But then the the uh, the other side could be doing something that you can just barely withstand. You just barely can uh, like can take it, like working a regular job that you really dislike and you only do it for money. Whereas you, it's like, yeah, I'll just live in a van with a blanket and steal my food from Honey Farms and like and like shower at a at a Korea town, whatever. It's like. People, I don't know. That seems exciting to me. Yeah. It seems more, you know what I mean? It There's is. Because like like when you, you have to like really understand like who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm someone that like from a kid, like I always, and not just like question authority, but I'm not the type. I don't need to question authority. Just give me understanding. You know, yeah, like yeah. if I understand it, there's no, there's nothing to question. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's always been my like philosophy with mm-hmm. everything. So it's just like, even school, I'm like, look, you guys can't even understand who I am. So how can you even expect to teach me something? Yeah. And so I'd be like, okay, I'm not going to listen to you because I know you can't teach me the right way. So like, I would just look for people that, that could do that. And I don't know. I feel like the way I've, I've gone about things is just like, let me just see with, with, with what I know and what's there to be true. Like, let me figure it out my own way. Mm-hmm. You know, what was the question? So I can, I had some fire to say. Yeah, I'm just saying how you just, you're like a go-getter. You just do your own thing regardless, even if it takes some risk or even if there's massive downs, such as sleeping in a van oh, yeah. without a blanket. I was going to say like, like when you come from nothing, it's not much to go back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, almost feels like homey in a sense. Like, yeah. so for me, it's always been like, if you play with the mentality of I have nothing, you never lose anything at mm-hmm. all. Like right now, this moment I'm doing this podcast, I think this morning, I think I had like negative like 250 in one account and negative like 300 in my other account. And I'm just like, sheesh. But it's like, okay, I'm just going to figure it out. You know, and I figured it out this morning and I'm here doing this podcast. And mm-hmm. it's like, and I'll probably make 10K this month. Yeah. And spend it all on fun shit and get the brand to an even bigger level. And September and October, hopefully I'll make 20K. You know what I mean? But it takes like putting everything back into that shit. Like even to do this podcast, I mean to, the, to the, do this uh, pop-up in New York, took everything. Like everything fucked up. Mm-hmm. But I was like, fuck it. Let me just like, even to get the hangers to fucking hang the shirt up. I was like, fuck, I might have to rack this shit. <laughs> and I was just like, damn. But it's lit. It's worth it. You know? only like more people live like that honestly because i feel like working a nine-to-five job every day waking up you have like this comfort you're kind of like numb to your days because you know like right, i'm gonna go to sleep at this time i'm gonna wake up at this time i'm gonna be at a job at that time i'm gonna get out at that time i'm gonna do this after work i'm gonna do that tomorrow again and again and again and again but like when you live in a fucking van you don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you, don't know what's gonna you, happen you literally like, get accustomed bro. to that and you're like when you know what's going to happen, you're like, bro, this part's about to be so boring for the next hour and a half because yeah. I know I'm going to go here. I'm going to be on the train for an hour. And, you know, like yeah. that. That's why I kind of like to just live that like sporadic, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and the more you'd like get known, the more fun shit just gets yeah. thrown at you. You know, you yeah. post here in New York, 15 people hit you up with shit to do and you just get to choose. Yeah. So it's like 
why the fuck would I want to plan anything yeah. at that point? Yeah, <laughs> you know? It's not even like an hour and a half train ride that can be like make you numb, bro. It could be working that job for 40 years. Yeah. 40 years can go by and be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I didn't do shit with my life. Like, and, I and I think that is all like, so like, I think that's the understanding of time too. Not even to be yeah. on some deep shit, but like, yeah, yeah. like you really can control like how you perceive time. And, and like, for example, I always, I always explain, like, when I get, like, anxiety or, like, a panic attack or some shit like that, it feels like, imagine someone was, like, uh, I tell my homies this all the time. I'd be, like, imagine someone just was, like, it was your birthday or you were just super down and they were, like, yo, I just bought you a flight to fucking Japan. We're going right now. It's going to be lit. And then, like, but you don't have your passport. And they, like, pick you up and they have this whole thing, a limo, and you're on your way to the airport and you just, like, haven't told them yet. And you're, like, fuck, like fuck bro like, you know what i mean and you're just too scared to say something and you're just like but you can feel everything's wrong and it's yeah. gonna even get worse like mm -hmm. that's what it feels like when i'm doing something that i don't like and so like the more like i get comfortable with like doing everything i like the second that thing happens i'm like oh fuck like nah mm -hmm. nah you know what i mean and it's and now it's at a point where it's not even like i don't think about it it's just like everything i do is someone like yo you fuck with no like yeah. it's an instant thing so like i don't really spend too much time doing anything that i'm like like even if it's a horrible thing if i'm like i'm gonna have to sleep outside tonight like i'm gonna do it in a way that i'm gonna enjoy it yeah. and i'm not gonna get that feeling at all yeah, you're, the, you're also the type of person who will take an uber to somewhere you need to go that's 40 minutes away knowing that you only have you only have enough for the ride there and then you literally <laughs> don't have enough for the ride back and you have absolutely no idea how you're going to get home. And public yeah. transportation is shutting down. And everything, like, you need an Uber home. And you don't have the money for it. And then somehow you'll just, like, get an Uber home. Mm -hmm. Like in that video. You, that, you, that's what I did here. How do you think I got here? I don't know. Exactly. I, I didn't think about <laughs> exactly. how Exactly. And that's, that's why I'm like, yeah, I got to start filming this shit. Yeah. And, like, putting it on YouTube. Like, yeah. But. Because you have some pretty rowdy schemes of getting money. Some of them, which yeah. won't be talked about. But, like, you have some pretty, like, rowdy, like outside of the box thinking of like yeah it's on some like some of the ways that you get money remind me of like um hey you want to come on my show like hey hey uh bill gates you want to come on my show he's like nah and i'm like oh well obama's coming on my show okay i'll come hey obama you want to come on my show nah oh well bill gates come on my show all right I come and then they both come exactly like, that's how you i've seen you exactly do some stuff like that because our perspective everything is a is how you perceive it you know what i mean and i think understanding how much you can control mm -hmm. with the perspective you know and it can be damaging too like a lot of like the biggest artists and the biggest influencers mm -hmm. they're they're putting bad shit out in the world bro mm -hmm. and i think like being at that level and and not saying anyone i work with did that but i'm saying just seeing how like it's systematized you know what i mean it could start as this one spurt of a good idea from someone right and then this person touches it and yeah. this person this person makes it more sellable this person makes it so it catches your attention more yeah. this person makes it so that it fucking you you think about it all day you know and you're like mm. what the fuck mm. and then you're like okay like well, how about let me just do it my own way, like, and do some cool shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Let me, like, make people's day and make them feel good and fucking believe in themselves and, like, get paid for it and teach other people how to get paid for bro, it. 100%. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the time, bro, like, all these mainstream artists, they, like you said, there's so many people. It's, like, psychological warfare. Like, they have these teams that it's not just as simple as, like, rapping and producing and, you know, like, getting it out there. It's, like, a whole fucking, like, they have a 
big responsibility because millions and millions of people are listening to this. So mm-hmm. if they have a certain like plan or goal in mind, bro, they can like fuck with that shit to the point where yeah. people are like not even themselves, you know. Like, and then, and, but then you have to understand too, like when you see how like the industry works, you know, like yeah. these people don't get paid unless they put out X amount of, you know, when they mm-hmm. get paid, it's a loan. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. here's two million, but you owe us two million off your stream, so. Drop two albums and hopefully you get that two million back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like <laughs> from there, they have their nuts in their hands until yeah. they have that two million back. Most people you know? So let's say you, you fucking bought a couple cars in a house and now your mom has fucking terminal cancer and her bills are ten bands a day. You know what I mean? You better fucking hit that two million quick so you can drop another album. It's like even seeing people in those positions, I'm like, bro, I'm never gonna I don't have to learn this mistake, you know? Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of shit. I don't have to do any of that. Yeah. I'm about to be rich as fuck. <laughs> like, like, and not even in a cocky way, just like, yeah, bro, yeah. me and everyone I know is going to have all the tools they need. Yeah. In terms of you and everyone you know, blah, 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 Rich, who taught you how to video edit? Who taught you how to make your own brand? I, I know the answer. The answer is nobody, right? Uh, no, I'm not going to lie. I can't say that. A lot. A lot of... Oh, really? A lot of nobodies. But, like, a lot... Uh, not nobodies, but... A lot of not having anyone and just on the internet, like, yeah, fucking, like... You kind of taught yourself more or less. I taught myself, but it was from other people doing it, you yeah. know? Like, I wouldn't be able to to do it if, like... Like, even... I'm, I think about, like, okay, growing up, all I did was watch TV, you know? And, like, all my older cousins, they wouldn't let me watch fucking, like, like the cartoons and shit they would put on, like, MTV. So I'm seeing, like, Rob Dyrdek all day, Viva La Bam, fucking Jackass, like even joe rogan on fear factor i'm seeing all these like people and like and then you see like rob dyrdek like he's like wearing dcs and he's like, oh he's getting paid for that and he's like skating an alien workshop brand mm-hmm. and he owns that and then you're like oh and then monster and then you start to like mm-hmm. i think all of those influences and then mm-hmm. just like working at like just being a broke ass kid walking around the neighborhood every day like i stumbled on the skate shop yeah. you know and they like they showed hella love to me and like you know, gave me my first board for free, gave me everything. So it's like a lot of these just things that just tapped into my life, you know, like wh- wherever you get love, that's where you're going to try to find love. You know what I mean? So like a lot of the, a lot of kids, it's the streets, you know what I mean? And like for me, I was just as open to that. But it was like I I was able to curve it in a way, you know, like I didn't have to sell drugs because I could shoot videos, you know, I could still be with everyone that yeah. sold drugs and get the thrill and the fucking like, you know, really fucking like, like, I felt like that's who I identified with, you mm-hmm. know, because I grew up in a white family, like a, a white home, like, in a, a white neighborhood. And then I'm like, I go to the school with a bunch of black kids. I'm like, bro, what the fuck's going on? Like, how come I'm not like these kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And then so it's like when I got older, I was like, damn, I feel more like with this crowd mm-hmm. and then my mom's like oh, i don't want you with all these like killers and gangbang you know she's on her like oh she's a whole different world that she's coming from you know mm-hmm. she's trying to protect me so like it was a lot of just like trying to find myself in that shit mm-hmm. and i think that's that's what like you know i took the love from the skateboarding community and like the loyalty and the respect from the streets and like the the hustle mentality you know and then just like the fucking like people in Worcester that just work hard and don't complain about it they just get it done yeah. like it's a lot of shit I feel like just that just rubbed off yeah and when did you start denied approval started denied approval in that's your clothing brand uh denied approval is my company my okay. brand uh clothing is one thing that we do uh we do videos as well um there's a lot more shit on the way but uh that's what it is for now mm-hmm. um 
but I started that about two years ago, like August 2018 or so, like just about right, right during the Post Malone tour, I started it actually. I was on the tour and I was just like, bro, this shit's too crazy. Like, I, I'm stupid to not film it. You know what I mean? Like, I was getting paid to film everyone else and like, they would take my videos and put them on other platforms and get millions of views. And I'm just like, bro, I just got paid 250 for this or like, you know what I'm saying? And then, <laughs> so it was just a lot of that shit. I'm like, bro, I need to start my own shit. Yeah. And yeah. So what's the idea behind it? Basically, I feel like I said it really good before, mm-hmm. but I'll try to say it it's still good. But, you know, denied approval is just really like not waiting for anyone to ask me the question again. What is the the meaning or the the thing you're going for with denied approval? I think with denied approval overall, I'm going for like a I think my product is like inspiration, you know? And uh I feel like whatever my thing that I do is I provide inspiration, you know? So whether it's a shirt, it's a video, it could be a music festival, you know what I mean? It could be a magazine. It can be anything that I want to do, you know? That's what I'm going to provide. And so, like, I think denied approval is uh, a, a lifestyle. It's a piece of your lifestyle, you know? And you can, like, consume it in any form. You can, you know? But, like, it's overall, like, a, a style of life. Like, an inspired life based on, like, reality and, like, hard work. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I, I, I make products to deliver that. And when did that start? Um, so, I did... When I started Denied Approval, it was just on the video stuff. I was just like, I know I can start making videos of people that I know. And I know how to, I already knew how to make shit go viral and make like really clean cut shit um, just from working with a lot of people. So I was like, I can make my own shit, make it go viral, you know, and then just post me and like my friends and just show like how cool we are, just like real vibes and shit. And they'll fuck with us, you know, even if they don't know who, who we are because the product's good and we're genuine, like they'll fuck with us. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, let me just see how it works. And so I posted our first videos on some funny shit. It's hilarious. And it was really good. Like, people fucked with it. And we were starting to get known, like, in L.A. a little bit. I was like, oh, shit. Like, this could be a thing. And uh, very similar, I feel like, how, how the, this podcast has been. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, this shit's so fire. Like, seeing how it just starts and, like, everyone embraces it. And you're mm-hmm. like, bro, this is it. Like, you feel it. Um, and then the second video was kind of eh. Like, it didn't do as well. And then I was like, so let me switch it up a little bit, you know, because at the time it was it was hard because I had a lot of people and I, you know, I wanted everyone to work as hard as me. And I'm like, mm. yo, why aren't you helping me edit? Why aren't you helping me shoot? Like, I'm staying up all night. Why aren't you staying up all night? Mm. And I had to realize, like, yo, like, the, everyone's not in it like how you're in it, you know? Mm. And I had to take a step back and be like, okay, if I'm going to do this and, and I need to hold someone accountable, then I have to just go with who's there and that's me you know so i'm gonna be the person that's gonna take this shit to wherever it needs to go and it has to be done in a way where i can't rely on anyone else so if they leave it can't fold yeah yeah. so i was like i gotta start being in the videos and i more just wanted to be the puzzle piece player and make something that you know mm-hmm. i could be behind the scenes moving the pieces but it didn't happen that way so i started vlogging and just kind of took like a good year to learn how to like do that and just experiment and then uh once people started watching the vlogs, they were just like, yo, we want to we wanna buy some, like, wear some merch. I'm like, okay, perfect. Like, because I knew, I was already helping other people with their merch, but I just didn't think it was ready for, like, me to have merch yet. 
and I started and then like a lot of dope people started wearing it and then like started turning into more of a brand and like that was also my thing was like it, always when creating something under promise and over deliver you know so like I was like yeah I'm just like making a, a, like a merch or something <laughs> you know like yeah. acted playing dumb and then I like drop a hard ass shirt mm-hmm. and people are like what the fuck like this isn't yeah. merch you know what I mean and uh, it's actually the the designed that supreme stole like last week yeah, yeah so we can talk about that shit after but um that was my first design i ever made and people were just like oh this is hard mm-hmm. and so i kind of just played that like game of like merch for a while and then after a year i did the brand and you live right now um you have a crib in la where you live with like 17 other people <laughs> i think 15 but yeah 15, 15 <laughs> other people yeah and a dog shout out to zaza how many rooms are there I think there's six bedrooms and a <laughs> loft. <laughs> yeah. And how'd that come about? These are all people from Denied Approval? Um, no. So it's basically, we're all we're all homies and shit. But it originated as my homie PJ's crib. And uh, he had that shit. I think he was living there for a year. And uh, he has a clothing brand uh, called uh, Amore. And so he had a bunch of his homies living there. And then I, when coronavirus hit, I needed a place to live because I was uh, living in my car and shit. Yeah. That's when I was living in the Tahoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, yeah, fuck this. I'm not sleeping in a car anymore. So I moved uh, to this apartment for like a month and then coronavirus hit. So I had to leave there. Um, and I just hit this kid. I was like, yo, he always had bedrooms and shit opening up. So I was like, yo, you got a bedroom, bro? Like, why didn't you? Or even just like somewhere in the crib I could sleep? He was like, yeah, like, there's a room. Just pull up. So I moved there like the next day and, uh, it was just me and he had a bunch of homies and then like two kids moved out like the first week so there was two open rooms so I was like oh shit like Sego and Yanni like come on let's go so Sego's a uh, my best friend he's the one that lived in the van and the cars and shit with me and uh he makes music and so he's from Worcester as well and this shit's fucking fire like it's it, it's taken off right now so uh Sego moved in and then Yanni is his producer so he records all his music he produces all his beats um so he moved in, and then uh, I had Joe, one of my close homies from Shrewsbury, move in, and fucking, he does all our video stuff now, and uh, there's like three kids that moved into the loft, three or four kids. Bro, it's fucking crazy. I can't even yeah, explain I, all no, of it. I can imagine. I can imagine. It's nuts, bro. Even just when four people are at my place, I'm like, oh my God, yeah. kill me now. <laughs> if this is living with people, just kill me now. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, it's it's fun though. Like everyone, everyone's on their shit, you know. Uh, everyone has their own thing going on. I think that's what's most important is like, ev- there's like six or seven clothing brands in the house. It also helps that you're the kind of person where you could be in your room and there could be a literal explosion in the kitchen, and you'd be like, "Oh, damn!" and like go film it and then just come back to your room. Literally, and and that's why I'm like, "Damn, this could be really sick," because like a lot of these kids are doing the same shit as as. I either am doing or like just did, you know, with starting a brand. So I'm like, oh, let me put you onto this shit. Let me show yeah. you how to do this. And then they're also just like how popping old out in the vlogs. Who live there? Um, so everyone's like, like 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. That's insane. Yeah. 15 That's of insane. them in one place. <laughs> Sounds like a recipe for some insanity. It is, but the thing is, yo, bro, like when me and my friends, <laughs> even now, and we're like six deep in one place, as long as it's not my place, yeah. it's some insanity. It's crazy as fuck, but you also have to think like, we're all like, we're not your average fucking 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds. Like, we're fucking like all running businesses all like paying bills all fucking like really trying to like 
get rich like not even just like blow up like run a business get rich and like help our friends run their businesses so like that's what's cool about it because it's like we turn up and do all this crazy shit and then like we'll just go in our rooms for like two days and just like drop a collection of clothes and then everyone has money again and we're like hey let's go like <laughs> and you're just you're just really harnessing the power of the internet as well yeah bro because yeah. people don't realize how lit it is like it's cool it's yeah. it's everything you could ever want yeah if if i i you can this, use this piece of plastic to buy other pieces of plastic and generate more pieces of plastic yeah, that you yeah. can buy more pieces of plastic <laughs> yeah, yeah. but no i was gonna say i was talking to my friend the other day to sego and uh we were talking about like heaven and shit and i was just like yo like like if heaven's real right like what do you think it would be like you think we'd all have the same version or like it'd be different like to like you know yeah like my I mean, heaven would, would probably it, be it would like have to be it would have to be different because people not everyone just has the same you know it, what I yeah mean? it would so, have to be different right? yeah so I, I was just trying to be like logical yeah, not even yeah. like what i believe on some plato and yeah socrates yeah. yeah so i was just like okay shit and then I was like, well, shit, mine would probably be, like, some, like, some bad bitches. Like, <laughs> a, a, mine would probably be a skate park yeah. with a restaurant in the middle and some <laughs> bad bitches and fucking weed birds flying around, <laughs> shitting out weed. There's like, oh, there's a nug. And it would be, just be so happy, you know, and all my friends would be there and we'd be eating and hanging out with people and it'd be lit. And then I was just mine thinking, like. Mine would be like, a dark and silent room. <laughs> <laughs> with, with fire coming out everywhere. <laughs> but no i was just like i was just like damn bro like what is honestly stopping me from building a skate park with a fucking restaurant in the middle of it and you know what i'm saying like like mechanical birds like yeah like what is really stopping me from creating i'm then i'm like money yeah so i'm like okay here we go like then this is how you start to really like transform everything is like just realizing okay it's cause and effect like i could have this dream life everything there i can buy with money Mm -hmm. So, okay, boom, let me, how much money would this jet actually take? Okay, 400K to do this, gen, like, to buy a plot of land and pour a cement foundation and build a skate park and a restaurant in the middle and put gas, li- whatever the realistic steps to do all this shit is. It costs that much? Okay, how do I make that much? Like, okay, well, let me make 100K four times. That's easier to think about. How do I make 100K? Boom, okay, I gotta, I gotta, let me start a food truck. You know what I'm saying? Boom. Uh, one music festival, I'll probably make like 20, 30K. So this summer, I'm going to have this food truck go there. And then boom, after that, I'm going to buy four food trucks. I'm going to have my 400K in like two years, bro. And have a fucking skate park with some badass bitches around it with a fucking restaurant in the middle. You feel me? Yeah. And yeah. I think when you break it down like that, anything is obtainable. And then once you do it and you get it and you're standing in your fucking skate park with a restaurant in the middle and the bitches around, you're like, bro. Hell yeah, let me show other people. Like, yo, what's your dream, yeah. bro? Like, what's your fucking this? Oh, yeah. So, look, first thing you got to do is figure out how much that, you know? Yeah. And it's just, that's what you're I'm just breaking like, down. You're breaking down the problems in little, little mm-hmm. fractions of pieces instead of being like, skate park with a restaurant in it. Well, that's impossible. Goodbye. I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts. Yo, because it goes back to what you were saying. Like, you used to watch, like, Rob Deerdick on MTV and, like, he would be promoting all these brands. But, like, me as a kid personally, I would watch Rob Deerdick and be just like, just watching it mindlessly you know be like oh mm-hmm. that's cool that's cool that's cool because i'm living this life i have these parents like obviously like i don't see that happening to me like who's fucking rob dyrdek's not gonna come knock on my door and be like yo you want to chill with me mm-hmm. so like i feel a lot of people like especially the youth when they see you know people on tv or whatever 
they think it's out of reach you know like you have to be brought mm -hmm. up a certain way you gotta like be around that you gotta have the connections and obviously they don't have that right now so they're mm -hmm. like oh whatever i'm just gonna work a nine to five go to school like mm -hmm. you know the shit that your parents want you to do but yo like you breaking out of that and being like fuck that like i'm gonna break it down like how i'm gonna get to this i'm gonna do this do this well you know what it is is that one of the things that stops people from doing things in terms of pursuing their dreams is that if there's not already a societal structure in place for that thing mm -hmm. then it's quote-unquote unobtainable for example if you were to tell someone say that um uh like medical school didn't exist and someone's dream was to become someone who knew how to cut people open take out malignant tumors and then sew them back up without causing them any excessive <laughs> they, harm. they would say that it's impossible yeah. but because there's a scheme for it it's everyone's like, well, that's clearly possible. Mm -hmm. But then if you say, oh, I want to have, I want to be a music video producer and there's no real cutout wave, copy and paste way for you to do it. Everyone mm -hmm. will say, well, that's impossible. But what, you know what I mean? It's only impossible, quote unquote, mm -hmm. impossible in the eyes of people because there's no, mm -hmm. there's no structure. It's not, they don't, in a sense, feed it to you in a silver spoon. You mm -hmm. have to make it yourself. You know what they say? And they say the game is to be sold, not told. Mm hmm. And it's and that's really what it is. It's like like you're not gonna get told the answers. Yeah. Like it's gonna take you looking for a long time and over time of not finding them, you're gonna create your own answers. And that's really the key to this shit, bro. Like no one's gonna tell you shit. It's what they don't tell you. It's what yeah. you learn when you're like, Why the fuck won't this person help me? Yeah. And then you realize, Oh shit. Just thinking about it, maybe yeah. they won't help me because they see me as a competition or they see me as Okay, so now how do I maneuver when I see them, if that's the case, mm -hmm. you know? And you just learn these lessons from just, like, no one fucking with you. But I, I wanted to add to what you were saying, um, how you were saying you were, like, watching it, like, mindlessly, right? Yeah. Like, I was watching it mindlessly, too, right? But the difference is you have to go back and connect all that shit, you know? Like, life, to me, is, like, you, you get a new little bit of insight, and now you need to think about everything that just happened to you. And now think about it with that insight, too. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I remember when I learned about, like, addiction, you know? Like, a lot of my, like, family members are, like, addicts and shit. And so I was just like, okay, like, I probably going to have some type of, like... Like, before I thought it was just, they were just a little weird. And I'm like, this person did this, this family member did that. Like, yeah, my family's crazy. And then I'm like, oh, okay, like, this is a thing. Like, this, this is a problem, you know? And then I'm like, okay, so why do these people have that? oh because they were in this place and i'm like damn i'm in this place too i'm right here actually in the same exact spot so let me think about what i need to do to be in this place and not get hit with that one yeah. you know like i'm gonna know when it's coming and so i feel like uh a lot of it is is just even in your own life you don't have to meet rob dyrdek you know what i'm yeah. saying you don't have to but listen to what he says and then find that in your own experience you know like a lot of these motivational speakers and shit, they're just giving you the 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 thing to look out for, you know? Mm -hmm. Like find this in your life, you know what I mean? Like like I think I always say it's kinda like uh like untangling some headphones, you know? Like oh. everyone's shit's tangled up. So like if someone gave you the key to how their shit was untangled, it's not gonna work for yours, you know? Mm -hmm. But if you can just slowly start pulling back the layers of like all right, what's wrong with me? I'm not focusing. Why am I not focusing? Well, I'm smoking weed all day. Like, how do I expect myself? Like, and then it's like, okay, well, why did I even let myself get to that point in the first place? Yeah. Okay, so clearly I'm allowing myself to, like, be a little self-harm and look the other way, you know? Like, really go into yourself and be like, what's, yeah. what am I doing, you know? 
And once you have, like, full reins on that, bro, like, everything, like, whether it's drive, anxiety, like, passion, you can control all that shit. Yeah. You know? 100%. 100%, yeah. Drive, anxiety, passion, anything, anything, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all controllable. Yeah. Even just, like, desire, love, all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yo, what was I going to say? The thing is, is that people people come, come into life in general with a almost like a, def, a defeatist attitude of, I have a set limited amount of options. I can only do either this or this. For example, my whole life, it's I can only do school. It's mm-hmm. the only thing I can do. It's the only thing that works. Anything else is just absolutely out of question. And that's just, you have blinders on like a horse. It's just completely closed, closed off to, mm-hmm. every, to every other possibility. And this whole thing, I always talk about this whole thing of like college and stuff or, or any of those, any... Uh, normal regular type of job mm-hmm. it's all pretty it's all pretty new this society and like industrialization and technology it's all pretty new mm-hmm. pretty soon and we think that it's permanent because our parents did it and maybe their parents did it a little but then the generation before that they didn't do that yeah and with the internet everything is going to change yeah. everything absolutely everything and people with with ai too everybody's just about to become obsolete mm-hmm. you know what i mean so you got another thing too is that i was i was talking with jason about this um you have like a limited time frame. And if you could just step back and look at it and be like, well, I actually only have this much time. Yeah, it seems like I have 80 more years. Yeah. But really, if I step back, I see I only have this much time and I already spent this much of it doing something that I really did not enjoy mm-hmm. to have something that I that changes my happiness by maybe a fraction, if that. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to rethink how you're living your life because yeah. you're not promised tomorrow at all. 100%. Like, it, it, it's... it's funny like when people are always like oh you're so young and i'm like mm. yeah but i could get like killed tomorrow bro like it's literally on and i, I think it's just because i went through some shit where i've seen a lot of shit like that mm-hmm. to where it's a lot more realistic to me to where it's like yo, know, like <laughs> people think it's they, it's sweet bro like it's not sweet like you could really get caught up and have your life taken from you like that yeah and it's like People like go about their day like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that next week. Like, bro. Yeah, like I was saying, you normal. are so crazy to think you are gonna do that next week. And I think that also has to do with like how I think a little bit. It's just like I'm just so grateful for right now what I can do right now. That it's like that's all I think about. Like, okay, I don't care if I'm not gonna have money next week because I might not be here next mm-hmm. week. I got money right now. We're trying to do this right now. Let's figure it out. You know, you can't even hold on say you're thinking something or you're feeling something. You feel anger. You feel like this is a good idea or or this or that. You can't even hold on to that thought for more than 20 minutes. Now, imagine you think you're going to hold on to some idea of how you're going to live your life in the next five years. I mean, yeah, you can plan things. I'm not saying you can't plan things, but it's not as permanent as you think. Everybody's like, this is set or like, oh, I'm a I'm a doctor now. I'm a dentist now or I'm a lawyer now. Like. I'm set. It's like, who said you're set? What if everything changes yeah. out of nowhere? It's like coronavirus style. Yeah, but see, the, and the beauty of it, right? The, the, this is where I think a lot of people should find their confidence from, yeah. if you don't have any, mm-hmm. is if you can get good at something, you can get good at anything. Yeah. Like, they, we're not, it's not seen this way, but getting good at something like should have a better name for it, like mm-hmm. a skill that we practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, that should be like a class we take, how to get good at something. Because mm-hmm. when you... When you learn how to take lessons from failure, like I guess that's the more proper term, it's you can figure out anything, you know? Like even if I fucking like uh it's like lessons from failure on the path to Yeah, like bro, if you're if you're fucking like 
blind and you're trying to hit a dartboard, like, throw that motherfucker and just listen. You know what I mean? Did that shit hit the wall or did that shit hit the fucking dartboard, you know? And just keep doing it to where your arm is perfect. Yeah. You'll be a blind motherfucking throwing bullseye. Yeah. And that's how it is, is like, with anything you can do that shit. Yeah. No matter what it is, like, I can learn some shit tomorrow and be a master within mm-hmm. the next three years. Yeah. If I want. But you have to want it. You can't just be like, yeah, I'm going to work a nine to five, give 50% of my energy to that, have a shorty, give 25 of my center energy You're to screwed. that. You're screwed. You're screwed. And then try to pay my bills. And then I'm going to be a rapper. Bro, you got to... And it's silly, you know? And it, it honestly is silly. Like, that's why I try to put people on game realistically. Like, Yeah, you only have so much energy for each day. Mm-hmm. And if you spread it... If you spread it too thin, yeah, you can be. It seems like that you can be the jack of all jack of all trades and master of nothing. Yeah, and I think what I'm trying to be is like the complete opposite of that. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> have a solid foundation and let everything just stand tall on that, and yeah. be like, "Whoa, this kid has a like a TV network and a clothing uh fucking uh." conglomerate that is helping like run other brands and fuck you know what i'm saying and yeah. then we have a magazine and we're not only doing ours or i could go on and on about like mm-hmm. anything i want to do if i'm doing a podcast bro I'm, and i have enough money i'm gonna make my own mics yeah and then it, everyone i inspired to, that to do a podcast hey bro it's the best mic yeah everything's money a business you know yeah 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 and once you like get hip to that shit you're like yeah i think it's really powerful how you're talking about how if you just there should be a there should be a better a better word for getting good at things. If you can get yeah. good at something, you can get good at anything. Like, I honestly think so. You know, I grew up skateboarding, and that's like one of the hardest things in the world. Mm-hmm. You could you could put a gun to my head and say, in five years, you better be able to switch flip back five zero this ledge this this tall, and I still wouldn't be able to do it. I could try it every day, mm-hmm. and I see people who I know who are quote unquote you know losers or whatever. But they can do this thing that's harder than anything else mm-hmm. really good. And I think to myself, yo, you can do that. You can see, If you put in the time and obsession you put into this yeah. thing, mm-hmm. you could do absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. Even though you're just a, a frail pencil-armed skateboarder who has no money to even buy Arizonas and you steal them all day. You have this thing. You have this ability to get good at something that is not natural. And, and that's the thing, bro. That's, the, that's what people aren't identifying is like... That's what I feel like I see in people is like, look, yeah, you might be like totally not what you think you are, but I see it, bro. Like you can do the thing that you have to have. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, how do we get you to this point? Okay, boom. And that's just nurture. You know what I mean? Like there's nature and there's nurture. Nurture is where you just, your environment is teaching you new things and you're just like, you know, it's slowly becoming a different person. Yeah. And people have infinite potential inside of them. And yeah. And to have all that potential and just say, well, all I can do is work at Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all I can do is accept this life that's in front of me. Don't get me wrong. Everyone has different cards that they're born with. Some people are born blessed. Some people are born screwed. But no matter what you're born in, you have the option to react to what is happening. And you can always you can choose to react in the most negative way or the most positive way. It will step-by-step claw you forward. until 100%. You know what I mean? You have a lot of potential. Maybe not to get to the same point as somebody else. But to get to a point that's infinitely better than the point you were once at, mm-hmm. and I think that's the that's that should be the only like that that's my uh, if you had like a if if I had like a script to like my secret, it would literally be like a ripped like receipt 
of of something stupid mm-hmm. uh, that I bought, and it would just say like just do like one thing, and like literally, bro, I just wake up and I make sure I do one thing. Like, okay, I posted, I like promoted this on Instagram today. Okay, boom, I made an app today. Yeah. Okay, today I, I bought this so that I ha- I can do this later on. You know what I mean? Like, even if it doesn't seem like a big step, yeah. like, yeah. bro, after two three years, bro, you've been fucking stepping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, might be little ones, but bro. That shit adds up. That requires analyzing yourself at the end of the day. Because sometimes you ask people, what you do today? The answer is absolutely nothing. Yeah. And it's like, so you're telling me you had 24 hours. You could get smashed by a bus tomorrow. And what you did with today was the absolute bare minimum of neutral living. Mm-hmm. And, and, even, and even, okay, going, I always take shit deeper than it needs to be. Like me. Some days I want to do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. So let me account for those days, yeah, you know? Yeah. So today I'm going to go dumb hard. And not only am I going to go dumb hard, before the day's over, I'm going to set up something like to automatic tomorrow that's going to do all of the work that I would have done. So that tomorrow I can just do this and make $1,000 and I did absolutely nothing. Yeah. And it's like all because I just kept it real with myself. I'm like, okay, bro, I know I'm not going to do that shit. And that's like uh, kind of why you're saying the video shit. Like, like you know, you can make racks like a hell of bread, fucking lining up these videos. But I'm like, yeah, bro. But like, I could, I could make 50k in a couple months shooting videos, and then I have 50k. Or I could have had nothing the whole time, and by the same time period, I had something that makes me 50k a month. You know, and that's more the like phase I'm in right now, where it's like. Yes, I can be on tour with this person. I can live here and mooch off of this. I could fucking be a rapper and get some features with everybody I know. But it's like, I'm doing this shit for the long run. Like, mm-hmm. by the next year and a half, two years, bro, I'm, I want to be in place to be putting every single thing that I find is cool on. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to have to be like, hey, fucking this person you want to partner with me so i have enough money to do my own shit i'm gonna be like hey this person i'm about to do my shit outside your store yeah. you know <laughs> Yo, with that being said bro um i'm definitely trying to do episode two eventually 100 percent. but thank you for i hope people Hell listen yeah. to this and get inspired i hope people bro. stuck around to listen to it i know i don't even know how of, long there's a lot of good i don't know how, how long is this shit so uh, far? an hour and 13. Fire. It's a lot uh, of good yeah. no, honestly this is one of probably our most powerful Really? Like I'm not even, I'm fire not even shooting you, bro. Like this is honestly probably. I knew you were gonna. I told you you're gonna like it. That's yeah. fire. I told you you're gonna like it, bro. It's fire. Oh yeah. Because thing is, like, is this recording or? Yes, yeah, recording. Oh fire. The thing is, like, I knew, I know, because the way he is, bro. I knew you're gonna like it, because like yeah. you could look at him and be like, bro, tonight approval, looks pretty rowdy. The hell is he gonna say? He's gonna get on the mic and be like, little yachty, huh? <laughs> oh no, he do. I'm telling you, he t- he drops science, bro. Last time he stayed over, we stayed up every day and you know i don't do this yeah. we stayed up every day until the sun came out talking mm-hmm. all night yeah you want to something a little a little oh. a little something before it yeah, ends? yeah. uh denied approval the name is kind of exactly represents that like it's you see it as like a negative you know like it's a connotation of the words like positive denied is like nah and then it's approval it's like you see me you're like what is this fucking fat ass broke ass nigga doing here yeah. and then you're like damn this nigga could like probably change my life and like you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's like just that kind of having that perspective with everything you do you know it's a little side note karaoke the motherfucking g peace <laughs>